0: Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 281. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're honored to have with us the internationally revered and highly talented screenwriter turned comic book creator of Tap or Die and Decay, Anthony Stokes. So so Anthony, you've had over six successful Kickstarters so far um, mm-hmm. through the app, and, and some of them have, and this is the first one that you're doing with Tap or Die, yes. um, which is... Um, and it says issue number one so you're kind of letting us think that this is going to be an ongoing series
1: Ab- no it's absolutely going to be an ongoing series
0: yes nice okay um do you want to talk a little bit about what people what what tap or die is about
1: absolutely so it's about a guy he's an up and coming he's wanted to be a wrestler his entire life he's getting gate kept by some of the legacy wrestlers um which you know happens in real life and the commissioner kind of screws him over to protect his older fighters, and then so he decides to get revenge.
0: Where did the inspiration of this this comic book come from?
1: Absolutely. So um, I actually I was talking to my good friend Christopher Curtis, who's was, who's was another comic book creator, and I was like, "Hey, man, let's do a book together." What do you got? And he and he had the idea of he had like some of the characters, and he had like the premise. And then I kind of fleshed it out with my experiences that I had in the comic book industry, you know, dealing with some of the similar stuff, you know, the the legacy, you know, people in, in the industry, you know, dealing with gatekeepers and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's incredibly personal. Um, it's, it's my most personal book so far. I was in a really angry place, pl- place when I when I wrote it. And it's okay. been real cathartic. And, I, and I'm cl- glad that it's doing well, you know that I made a right. book that was about me like being frustrated and people are responding to it so far. So that's good news.
0: Right. And so, so how does it, so, because you said this was an extremely personal story, mm-hmm. was it important for you to actually write some previous stories like, of, of like, for instance, like decay and intrusive thoughts before doing this? Um, have you seen that your, your writing has actually evolved to making it ready for you to tell this personal story?
1: No, not, not really. I think my style of writing, like I think about it. I thought about this metaphor, um like a grilled cheese, you know, like grilled cheese. you know, it's 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 simple but effective. Mm. So I don't think it was a lot. I, I, I wouldn't say that I took huge leaps between decay to here as far as writing wise. I think they're mm. I think they're both really solid, I think. It definitely helped i think the difference was in terms of and this is debatable if this is even what you're talking about but in terms of writing a script that was easier to for an artist to interpret and and, and kind of um amplify and, and bring to life maybe maybe a little bit better you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting better at understanding like how to write iconic moments and 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 stuff like that and, and it's only gonna get better as well like, I think this comic, I think it looks good, but I think going forward, it's going to be crazy. It's going to just keep
0: getting better and better. Right. And, and so, as you said that you are you wrote this script out, did you have any editing aspects to it before you sent it off to the artist? Or how did that process work for you?
1: I have a couple. There's a guy, Armin Nassim, who did some light editing on the book. Really, I have a couple people who are trusted beta readers they rate it give me notes and then we ship it off this book actually this is one of the faster books that i've worked on man i think wow wow we must have started this in february
0: wow really
1: yeah we must have started this on february i think having it in black and white helps i have an artist who does great work and works really fast and like i said i was I was very angry when I wrote it. So I was extra motivated. But also I think I think I needed something like this in my catalog, something a little bit broad that also, you know, delivers on the story, the same story and character and themes that the previous books had as well.
0: Right. And and so and so what can people expect from it? And as I said, as we said earlier, this is this is amazing. You've already reached your goal already. Absolutely. absolutely. And you still have eight you still have half a month, over half a month left on this. Um what are some of the things that you learned from your previous Kickstarters that you were able to implement here to really kind of ensure this Kickstarter success?
1: I think one, I a lot of this a lot of this is sixty eight backers came from previous campaigns, you know. So okay. I am You know, that's that's half, you know, so it is a lot of returning people. So there's that, I think, understanding how to organize a page. You know, you really want to emphasize when it comes to a Kickstarter campaign, you want to emphasize the premise, you want to emphasize the pages and you want to emphasize the rewards. So I think this is a really stripped down campaign. Um, And it it just I think it's just I don't want to say bare bones, but it's really it's really focused on Ooh. on those things, you know, as well.
0: Right. Um, and, and so what were some of the things that you were able to focus on specifically for this one as compared to some of your other Kickstarters?
1: Um, it's the process is more or less the same. It's just easier. Okay. Like it just got it right. just made more money, <laughs> basically. <laughs> like I'm I'm doing more or less the same thing. I'll say here's what I will say though. It's I wish I'd released this man earlier in the year because Twitter was such a huge it was so right. huge in getting a lot of pledges. Um, earlier in my career, like for Decay, uh, I think Decay Two, I was looking at the metrics, over a hundred pledges, or so, something like almost a hundred pledges from, uh, Twitter, and then intrusive thoughts as well. It had almost seventy, you know, pledges from Twitter. So it has been a bit of a challenge. You got to make up those pledges elsewhere. Essentially, you know. Mm. Because I'm not doing terrible on Twitter I'm curious how other creators will do but I'm at 21 with 18 days left so I think it'll be below I think it'll definitely be below my, those other campaigns because a hundred a hundred you know 80 tw- backers from Twitter would be crazy from this point on like that'd be insane <laughs> but um having to compensate for that has been um has been a challenge but I think you know obviously we did a pretty amicable job I think
0: Right, and and so your you, the the first part of your tier is that you have for five dollars you get the digital copy. Mm-hmm. For five dollars, you get a digital copy of Tap or Die, which is a great deal. But for ten dollars, you get the digital deluxe PDF. Do you want to explain to our listeners and our viewers what the difference is between the two? Absolutely. And when
1: you ask me what's new about this campaign, this is what's new. Okay. I have the digital Deluxe. So digital Deluxe is going to add some bonus material. There's going to be a, there's going to be an interview, an exclusive interview that's going to be specific to the PDF. Okay. You get all the covers as well. It's just going to be like good bonus material. It's like um it's like a super version of the, of the uh the normal PDF. If you want to spend a little bit of money but you don't want to get the
0: the physical copies right there for you. Okay. Excellent. And and then you also have So the the physical issue is $15 that you have on there. And it also, so here's the thing. This is actually also comes with the digital deluxe PDF, correct? Yes.
1: Yeah. So what you want to do is you kind of want your audience to gravitate towards certain things. So Mm -hmm. what's great about this, right, is that you have the $5 PDF. Some people are only going to back for $5, you know, which is fine. Then some people, I think more people have backed the, uh, I think it's one less person has backed the, the 23 where it's like, okay, you get a little bit more. And Three. then I feel like with you getting basically the difference between getting, basically the difference is $5. You get a physical copy. Exactly. I
0: know. I saw that. That yeah.
1: Yeah. So hopefully, excuse me, that hopefully that incentivizes people to spend the extra five bucks to, to, um, uh, to get it. you know, it's, it's the main cover is selling pretty good. We got 32 pledges, which is, which is really good.
0: Right, yeah, and then you have, and how important have you seen in your previous uh, your previous kickstarts? How important are variant covers to a Kickstarter?
1: Huge, huge. Hmm. When you think about a variant cover, if you here's here's what a good, I'm 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 gonna get a little spicy. A variant cover that is by the same artist as the original cover makes like zero sense to me, <laughs> um, because a variant cover. I look at it like every cover is a pitch, right? Right. <laughs> um, so this one is is uh it has a little bit of sex appeal, has a little bit of attitude, introduces a character, kind of like that realistic right. sort of. So that's that's something that might grab people. And you can scroll yep. down. So this one it, it has more of the action, it sells more of the action, it's like completely different color scheme than the other comics. Right. So if if you thought about like The first one is is banking on like a little bit of sex appeal, a little bit of charisma. This one's banking on action, the colors and the the crazy perspective. And then, you know, I don't have to explain to you the appeal of the the last two. So you'll notice all these are in different styles and they're all kind of chasing after different things. There's a little bit of overlap, but um, that's what I try because I want something. I want to cover for somebody, you know.
0: Right. So that's that's the motivation there right yeah and the and the NSfw you're having you know the the version of that as well which is a good variant cover too so I think it's a good one I think it's a good one.
1: you want to be I think with it being I would never do an NSfw cover for like decay or something like I think with it being wrestling with it being like a fun sexy brutal comic I think it made sense
0: right yeah yep yeah. and so is this the first time you've done an Nsfw? Cover. yeah i wish yeah. i'd done it sooner yeah yeah and so talk what's so what's the 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 fire and entertainment bundle so that's a
1: digital bundle so that's all my comics so that's decay one oh, through five okay. that's your thoughts that's fire that's the uh and you get the digital deluxe pdf so once again and for this difference of 14 dollars, you're getting six comic books essentially
0: wow so
1: yeah. yeah. So again, we're trying to push people. We want my hope is that you wouldn't. I'm trying to convert these these new pledges into like lifer Stokes mm-hmm. um fans. So my hope is that once you've read it a okay, K, once you've once you've read an thoughts, once you read a tap of die, you're like, okay, I like this guy, and maybe you'll back some of those other campaigns. You know, that's that's the hope that everything feeds right. into each other.
0: And so if you look at it from that perspective, is that you actually have two new backers on your 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 entire bundle the physical one and you also have for your other bundles you're looking at for your digital ones as well you're looking at at least almost 10 brand new readers for Decay right so if you, you'll scroll down we actually had
1: the we had the early bird specials so it's actually more than that so you can kind of see right you had the two, you had the two for the physical, you had five for yeah. the um digital bundle,
0: you have wow, and then the early bird. Oh no, that's just the variant covers. Yeah.
1: You had two people that bought the every tab or die cover plus the fire entertainment bundle. So I mean, I guess you could say like 12 people that mm. are going to, you know consume presumably they bought it so you know hopefully they consume it but you know yeah it's it's a nice little bonus right and um it also makes it easy to fulfill you know i fulfill really fast like intrusive thoughts i was really on it i think i
0: fulfilled that within like three weeks right um which is now insane. so but for those that you're 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 fans and readers of decay does this mean that you're done with decay now that you're working on tap or die or what can people what your other readers can expect
1: no absolutely no so um decay is actually getting like a a a spinoff sequel okay um and then it's also getting a prequel Well, not a prequel but like another it's getting two more spinoffs and along with so every whenever i drop a volume or something i want to have new content so i'm going to do shorts in this in the Decay universe and all that stuff yeah and then maybe another spinoff so um like i want right like for the foreseeable future i want to do Tab or die intrusive thoughts and then pepper in the k project essentially like for the foreseeable future and then once intrusive thoughts is done because that's going to be a six issue series i think this is going to go on indefinitely because you know it's it's doing well there's a lot of story to tell you know Mm -hmm. um i i'll figure out what the next the next kind of tempo is Right. But um, yeah, no, the future I'm 2025, you know, I don't, I don't know what the slate's going to look like. It's very exciting.
0: Right now. Cause we mentioned before we went live that you, this is not a shared universe, intrusive thoughts and decay and tap or die. They don't coexist with each other in the same universe, but do you have, do you put in little Easter eggs for those that might, that read, that read decay? Will there be some little Easter eggs like in the background or something that might, make people say, oh, yeah, that's from that other part or anything like that?
1: It will. It has to match thematically, you know. Right. Um, and that's just not my cons- You know, respectfully, to people do that. This is not my concern, mm-hmm. you know, is fitting in Easter. It's not a bad idea. Like, there will be some crossover. Like, at some point, there will be crossover, but it has to fit thematically. Like, I'm doing something that's going to cross over with intrusive thoughts, but it has to make
0: – Right you don't want to shoehorn
1: it in you want to make sure it makes sense right exactly exactly so um and and yeah no so i think that could be cool for sure we'll we'll see
0: because so you said like intrusive thoughts kind of has a a a finite six issues kind of story arc yes and then tap or die is going to be ongoing so for your for your readers as you say you had a lot of readers that transferred over from decay um, and intrusive thoughts Um, for those that are new and they might not know a lot about the world of wrestling. um, What were, what are some of the, uh, the story, some of the story beats that some of them might not be familiar with wrestling might appreciate in tap or die. Uh,
1: It's so character focused Mm. that wrestling is just so happens to be the subgenre essentially, but it's really a revenge story. Okay. So I don't think that I think it's a low barrier of entry if you're a wrestling fan, because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of wrestling in, the, in this to be honest. <laughs> I probably should say that. There's there's two scenes that are explicitly in wrestling rings in right. in this in this uh this first issue. And the rest of it is, like I said, it's 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 about gatekeeping. It's about, you know, um how to navigate you know how to navigate having people that are have more experience than you but you might be more talented than them and and navigating that stuff workplace politics so i think that's the thing that people are going to relate to and i I do think i do i do think this will appeal to uh wrestling fans because i don't know how much of an intersection there is between fans that like wrestling and then people that like intrusive thoughts they're actually kind of very um they're they're pretty they're pretty dissimilar Mm um you know aesthetically I, I think thematically i think they're actually very similar but um I'm, I'm gonna pull up the numbers right now to see how many people pledged but i i said to say i think that this isn't exclusively for wrestling fans i think wrestling fans will get a little extra bang for their buck but more or less i think that this is for people that just like good story 55
0: returning backers from of thoughts which is crazy so basically what you're talking about, Anthony, is that people are coming back here because they like your writing and they know that you're good at developing, you tell really good character-driven stories. What are some of your, what, what would you say for people that are brand new to, to reading any Anthony Stokes stories, what would you say is your style of storytelling? oh
1: man that's a good one here's i'm not okay i'm gonna i'm gonna adjacently answer your question because i don't they don't they caught me off guard so let me tell you what i emphasize <laughs> when i when i start i love dialogue like something that i really love is dialogue i feel like that's just the meat of mm. of what you're that's you just get across characterization so well with with dialogue that back and forth like those two people just like you know like um batting heads and stuff. And that's because I'm a Tarantino fan, I'm a huge Aaron Sorkin fan. That's my favorite thing in the world is when two characters get into an argument and it's like a, a war of the words. And then also you have the, like the character stuff, you know. Like I'm really trying to get into the head of the character, put them in interesting situations that explore character as well, you know. Mm. And then pacing, I, I love good pacing. I feel like my books are really well paced, you know. Like I feel like a lot happens. You know, action-wise, I feel like I try to hit a lot. I try to hit a lot of beats as well. Mm. So I think they're cerebral books, but they're not at a slow pace.
0: So initially you started off as a screenwriter. How has writing comic scripts different than screenwriting?
1: You know, it's funny. Is I used to write comic scripts in screenplay format, and I, I've recently transitioned to doing them like in kind of more traditional. Com- there's, not a, there's not a Bible for how to write comic books, but you know, I've gotten more into what would record, you know, would resemble a comic book script lately. Um, But um, really, I think when I was writing screenplays, what really helped me was like, like I said, dialogue. And then I think also I'm gonna give myself credit. It's I also knew to pull back. Like I cut out so any line of dialogue that I can cut out. I will, you know, like if if you, if this cuts out and it changes nothing, I'll just cut it out. You know mm. and some people and some people don't like that but to me it's like one hopefully it might result in one less page that needs to be lettered so that's a little little bit of money you know you're showing more art and it, and it causes you to like me i try to be very minimalistic and what that does is it forces you to be a better visual storyteller because that's what the medium is essentially as well, like there's a there's a scene with the locker that I think some people might miss. There's a couple scenes in here that I think people might miss, and then they, you know they come full full circle, which is which is really cool. That's a really thing, that, like for you to just you know that made me happy. And somebody to be like, oh, this is going to be like a silly wrestling comic book, you know, that's like sexy, and then they get something that's really cerebral, that's really like you know character driven and heartfelt um, and and gut wrenching in some parts.
0: What are some of the scenes in here that when you wrote it out uh, that because you're saying this is going to be a really good passion project for you, what are some of the scenes that you're really excited to actually put down on paper and you're excited for the reader to to see?
1: I think all the action scenes look incredible and mm. they're not action for action's sake. They're really they're really telling the story. They're really exploring character. Um, And then there's also um some stuff dealing with the parent that... Mm is um i think is really profound and um also there's this great moment where the rest he he's uh mimicking his favorite wrestler as a kid and he's Mm. doing the shoulder drop and he's doing it directly yeah you can pull up on the kickstarter he's doing it directly with the other guy in the background and i think it's just that moment right there is i think is a perfect melding between like idea script and then art as well and I think that says so. There, yeah, there we go. Like I think that says so much. And it also, it's a nostalgic angle. It's a nostalgic angle that like a lot of people are gonna look at that and be like, "Wow, that was me." You know, I've heard that comment a lot as well. Like that's that was me as a kid. You know,
0: when you when you mentioned earlier, like this was this has been a really important project for you to work on. I, explain a little bit about that. My idea of what a combo creator would
1: be with a that's doing Kickstarter would almost be like a rock star. You know, like I thought they'd be like, you know, brash and like cool and independent and like in sh- and, and headstrong. And that's not the case, you know, like really it's not the case. And and, and that's fine. I'm not even criticizing people for that, but it's, it's a lot of self-defeatist that I saw, you know, that, like, oh, I, I, there's this tweet that was like, did you guys, you know, not write any pages today? Well, me neither. And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, I'm writing pages every if I need to write pages, I'm writing pages every day, and and that's not to say that everybody needs to act a certain way. It's just more or less to say like this is my expectation, and then here's what happened. So I came in and started acting like I internalized and started acting like the creator that I'd want to see, you know, mm. being a bit brash, being a bit abrasive, within reason, you know, like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. and people push back against it. You know, the system don't like to be bucked like that. <laughs> that you know, like that's, that's as simple as I can put it. I got so many comments that were like, why are you, you just started? Why are you, why are you talking like this? You know, um, there's a certain way to do, I, there's so many things that like, people were like, this is the way it's always been done. It's like, man, I mean, a lot of us, you you know, you looked at my campaigns and said, wow, these are all funded, like that six campaigns funded is, it, I mean, it's not easy. You know, that's right. not, that's not the norm. You know, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty irregular. So I'm not just sitting up here just, just saying stuff. And it, and it, and it, it was so many conversations. It was so much of like, I thought people were, were making like a lot of bad, I can disagree with anybody, you know, mm. if, if we're having good faith conversation, but I feel like it was a lot of bad faith arguments, a lot of people painting me in a really negative light. And then, at the peak of that is when I started working on, working on tap or die. Mm. And, and some of that is probably, I'm going to be honest. Some of it is probably like self grandizing like, like for sure, you know, like I, I'll acknowledge that, but um it's just how I felt. Like, right. <laughs> that's how I felt at the time, you know?
0: So, so, so in a way it's like that, yeah, the, the symbolism of like the gatekeepers in wrestling are the more, uh, are, are the people that are, that, the indie comic creators that have been, a, that have already been around that have kind of telling you, this is how you're supposed to do it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It's probably like the meanest thing I'll I'll, I'll probably say. It. Like a lot of these guys are just early adopters. Like a lot of these guys just got in and found their audience <laughs> early. Right. Like if I, if I did drop this comic book in like 2019, like pre COVID, yeah. this would have like $20,000 already because it, there was like no competition Right. Well, I started after COVID or like during the end of end of COVID. So there's less there's less fishing to see essentially. Right. So it's like some of y'all it's not even like you're doing it better. <laughs> you know, you're just you just did it earlier. You know. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I would say that. And, and hey, we don't have to. We don't always have to agree. Like I said on everything. But if you're if your major criticism of me is that I'm new, that's not a critique. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of doing what y'all are doing, but like. 10 years younger, you know, like <laughs> three, So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm 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 gonna relax. But no, that that's how I feel, and that's the that's the attitude that that's the attitude that I had, you know, making it. And mm. I think a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, there's there I had a conversation with somebody in indie comics, and this is something I've never had to deal with. I had to agree with them a certain way, like you couldn't disagree with them in a way that didn't not massage their ego you know mm. and I used to do labor man i i I yelled ex, ex, exploit, exploit, exploitatives yeah. at my supervisor one time like it, it was a regularity you know I'm used to like you know cursing like a sailor on the job so this is complete this is a new thing for me and this, you're not even my boss <laughs> you know? you're not, baby, you're not even my boss and I have to like massage your ego when I disagree with you but that's, that's not specific to any comics. That's, that's all over the place, you know, like that's, that's, that's going on all, you know? So I think people will, I, I maybe should have put gatekeeping in the, uh, in the advertising more I'm thinking.
0: As you mentioned, this being an ongoing series, do you foresee a story arc on what happens to Domino? Um, How does it, how does a story arc, do you have an ending to it?
1: Yes, it has a definitive ending, and that's the cool part. It's just what's in between, you know what what's in between. How can you keep telling a very a very compelling story? But what also is going to be interesting is how do my experiences in, in indie comics color the the story as well, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And do you see yourself also with with uh, how much flexibility do you have to see if there's any? um readership um response to certain characters would you kind of pivot and and change any storylines at all um it depends it, well mm.
1: you know what 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 i think i think there's a, a couple of different things i think this book hits on a lot of different i just wanted to make something that appeals to like not everybody but definitely appeals to most people so you have mm. the action right you have the, the the wrestling aesthetic. You have the sex appeal. You know, yeah. um, you have like the brutality. You have the character, the character stuff. So it's like, what are people going to get drawn to? I don't right. know. And then whatever whatever parts that they feel like, I, I may emphasize more. Like I know people said they want more action you know, so it's, 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 it's also going to be about finding that balance. Cause not every the, also the problem here's, here's the problem. And here's a, it's something I, I don't know if I've solved yet. Not every, you, you want to have a build up to the wrestling, right? Like what is a Rocky, the Rocky movies like two hours of just build up. But because of the structure of a comic book, how do you build up a villain and then pay that off? So I got to get really clever. Like maybe Maybe a start, a fight starts, and then we do a flashback to kind of give the, the the characterization of the villain or something like that. Um, maybe it's a double issue, you know. Maybe who who knows? You know, there's all kinds of there's gonna be all kinds of maybe maybe the fight is the action is with some another character, you know. So it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a challenge. This is the first series I've really written where I didn't know how many issues was going to be like when I wrote the okay. K I had the K one through five written before a, a pay a panel of, of issue one was was drawn same as intrusive thoughts so this is this is brand new territory so it's kind of exciting but I think it also mirrors what's going to happen if I take work for higher jobs right or if I, right. if, I if I hop in a writer's room so I'm
0: kind of excited as well it's an homage. Do you see this more as an homage to wrestling or an homage to indie comic creators? Then
1: I, I think I think it's more of a hom- homage to wrestling. I do. Okay. I, I do believe it's a homage to wrestling. I think it's homage to being in love with wrestling and being in love with something, you know, as well. Right. So, um, but I do. I, I think that the indie comics thing is just you're in a field. There are people that have been here longer than you that kind of suck. Can I, you know, can I, how do we deal with, how do we navigate that, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. And, and so how I, I guess my, yeah. For, for my next question on here is, do you see uh, other than this, other than this interview, how subtle of that symbolism have you made it
1: as far as being indie comics? Yeah. It's very subtle. Like I I wanted to capture the spirit. I didn't want to be so callous as to like include people that I didn't like or something like that. I think that's really I I don't think that's I don't think that's good. I don't think that's smart. I think it's in pretty bad taste. And also, you know, your perspective on people can change. Like I had an argument with the guy. Uh, We I went on his show and we got into argument. I, I did a little reaction to his comment. So we, we had really bad blood for a little bit and we cleared things up and we're cool. And if you put somebody in a comic book, I don't think that's going to happen. So it's more about the attitude or the, the feeling more than resembling the actual people, which is kind of mean spirited and kind of, I think in,
0: in bad taste. When does issue two of Tap and Die come out? When does issue three, what, what, what is your, what's your schedule? Looking I like?
1: have a rough schedule, right? Like, and what I, here's what I try, here's what I've done. So like, this is my, for my boy, Chris Moses, there are expander campaigns and there's consolidated campaigns. So a consolidated campaign is like decay issue four and five. I'm not really looking to get new people. I'm more or less trying to reinforce the audience that I have and give them more stuff. Tapper mm-hmm. is an expander campaign. And up until today, it was 50, 50. And the numbers, it, it, it the numbers have been creeping up and it's been returning to new backers has been pretty even. So that means we did a good job. Right. And then it's mm. a high number. So we're not alienating my old audience either. Like 30, 33 percent, the people that backed the K four and five have backed this. Mm. So but the thing is that have running an expander campaign is very exhausting. I'm exhausted right now. Uh, you you can kind of, for lack of a better word, I look at the consolidator campaigns as more or less like a time to kind of recoup or kind of relax or not go quite as hard. So I kind of want to do expander, you know, consolidator, boom, boom, boom. So that's a, that's a little secret sauce. And then Tapper Die Two, I think, is going to come out in January. I think we said. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah, January. So. So about every six months, then you're gonna have one that come out. It
1: might be faster, honestly. Like I have a wow. decay, I have the Decay trade, the Decay Volume One, and then I have a, the Decay sequel. So if those didn't, if those weren't around, Tap or Die would issue two would have come out, uh, into the year. So it's not even. It, it might be faster than that, and that's why I want to get to a point where I love working on Decay. I want to get to a point where it's just intrusive thoughts, Tap or Die, and then mm-hmm. Tap or Die and whatever comes next or maybe even maybe I just do work for higher stuff and just work on tap or die exclusively is is also possible you never know like I just know that things can change you know so I don't want to I don't want to get anything locked in I'm always trying to I'm always looking to optimize stuff I'm always looking to find the best way to do stuff
0: right so in order to make this kind of an evergreen interview say for instance somebody listens to this three months after this recording where can somebody purchase tap or die
1: is is going to be exclusively on kickstarter i'm gonna be honest with you okay because right. and I, I say it because i'm running a campaign every almost every other month okay. so generally speaking like for me it's it's better to invest in that than to invest in a website right which which costs money and at this point i have so many titles that it's, it's gonna it's gonna cost money so i would say it's not the best business model but i got i just gotta get i gotta do what i can you know so
0: definitely kickstarter
1: like it's, okay it's a
0: move. so so probably follow you on kickstarter and then wait for any notifications to oh, for then sure. get ready to that for um, sure and then they would also be able to they would also be able to purchase when you have a an upcoming Kickstarter for tap or die issue number two or an issue number three, you're going to have those catch up tiers, correct?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's always going to be a big part of my business model. I want to build up that catalog. I want 20 issues of comic books by, by the end of 2025. Wow. Okay. And, you know, be it, be it, you know, work for higher stuff, 20 titles essentially, because right. uh, if my boy, Pat Shan, one of my best friends, he, he has a digital catch up tier. That cost a hundred dollars. <laughs> so he, <laughs> if he, if he sells 10 of those, he made a thousand dollars, nothing. It's it's, that's what I want. That's what I want to aspire to. So, so right now right. we're just powering through and just trying to knock out these books, you know?
0: Right. Um. So for those that want to learn more about your Andrew, where's the best place they could go to?
1: Um. Twitter. Twitter. Yep. you might, you might not like what you learned, but Twitter at Stokes, the writer.
0: Okay. Um, All right. right there right there yeah so at stokes the writer and if and and you do have for anyone's interest and you do have a uh, decay comic book.bigcartel.com if people want to read decay That
1: yes i have a couple of the the decay uh, books on there
0: yeah okay all right perfect well listen it looks like then anthony that we're uh you're gonna have to come back on that and around january when you want to talk about tap or die issue number two
1: Okay, absolutely. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. We're getting, um, absolutely. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anthony. This has been oh, great. Wow. This is great. So I, so you've been, you've you've been having extremely successful. Oh, hang on. My my wife is calling me on Messenger. I hope is. uh now let me edit this out for a second. all right, let's see what she want Hello. I told you I the remote. You say you need it. Can you please come and give it to me? Um, I'm in the middle. I'm I'm brought. I'm 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 live right now. I'm I'm live. I'm live streaming i it's yeah check your your i gave it to your daughter yeah no i already i i hid the remote from the two-year-old but i gave it to your daughter all right all right there's millions of people watching this conversation just, you know. all right I, I love you babe all right <laughs> so we have a two-year-old we have a a time the two-year-old almost three-year-old um grabs the remote and just i I think he accidentally orders stuff on like amazon as well by accident with the remote now because everything's connected through fire tv right so i have to hide the remote and so so i gave it to my daughter my daughter has a remote but my wife just like called me to make sure so okay anyway all right so there we go all right so I'm going to, have to edit this part out too. get the, I'm going to timestamp all this, Anthony. And then by the time this is actually goes, you know, when it's all edited out, it will be so smooth and people are like, wow, look at that. Bernie's just asking like, you know, great questions right That's after the lot. other with Anthony. That's amazing. Yeah. So, all right. So,